0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about finding your spouse. If you're already married, then congratulations. You found them. Stick with them. And water, water, water. And believe the Lord for it to be more and more joyful. Don't listen to the people that tell you marriage is difficult. Marriage marriage is tough. Marriage is hard. Just enjoy your single life. Soak it up while you can. God invented marriage, so it's good. Seek peace, pursue peace. When you understand that the whole goal for marriage isn't to be married, it's to go after something, it's to build the kingdom of God, there needs to be a purpose to your marriage. The second thing is then to know that humility is the key. If you're willing to lay down your life for them, and then they're willing to do the same for you, you uh, will have a good, peaceful, strong marriage. Uh, the husbands, uh, are the head of the relationship, and so if they're willing to, they go first. Your wife you, your wife loves you with the love that she gets from you and from the Lord. So you give her your love, and she loves you back. If you feel like there's something she's doing wrong, husbands, it's your fault. That's how it works. You do it regardless of what they're going to do back. You do your side, and that's how love works. You pour in. Those who water will be watered themselves. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Finding your spouse. So I'm going to talk to you about praying for your spouse. I uh, told the story before on these podcasts, but um, I remember when I was uh, about a week before I asked Krista out, um, I met this guy, actually uh, the week leading up to it, I met this guy um, and I said, hey, give me some marriage advice. And he'd been married for a long time. The Lord like led me to this guy it was a customer. And he said, well, when you're looking for a wife, find someone who's smarter than you, and find someone who loves Jesus. Because if they love Jesus, they won't won't gossip, they won't talk about you behind your back, and if they're smart, you can trust them with your kids and with your finances. And I thought that was good advice, but we need to know how to pray when we pray for our spouse. So if you're looking for a wife, if you're looking for a husband, if you're not yet looking for those things, you can still take time to pray. So these are the things that I prayed, these are the things that Krista prayed for me, and um, I believe will help you get the right mindset. And then I'm going to give you a couple pointers of what to do uh, while you're waiting for your spouse to show up. So number one is, first of all, pray the prayer of consecration. What does that mean? Committing your life to the Lord. Ultimately, if you've decided in your heart, I will serve God. I'm part of the kingdom of God. It's not my plan. It's His plan. I'm following His plan. That's the best place in life. It takes all the pressure off. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So for you as a believer, praying that prayer and saying, Lord, I'm not here to build my kingdom. I'm here to build yours. You know what you've called me to do. Connect me with the right wife for my calling, for my life. You know what's ahead. You know, for us as humans, we think we know what we need. I thought for a long time that I knew exactly what I needed in a wife, and I had a long list of things that I knew I needed in a wife, but God knows exactly who the person is, not just the, the, the things that I need but who the person is that I need. He knows what lies ahead. And so for us, if we are in a place of consecration to the Lord, Lord, I just want your will. I may think it might be this person, but ultimately, Lord, I just want who you have for me. That's the safest place for us as Christians is to be in a place where our heart is surrendered to God. And that way, when God speaks, it may there may be someone that you're looking at who's not the one for you. But if your heart is surrendered to God and you've kept your heart on the altar and you've kept your heart uh, uh, a light. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kept your heart on fire for the things of God. You'll be willing to say yes, Lord. I understand this may not be the one, but I know you have something better for me. So, number one, the prayer you want to pray is the prayer of consecration. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I belong to you, Father. I may have an idea of who and what it is, but Lord, you know better than I do. Secondly, is pray, Lord, protect my future spouse for me. Protect them for me. Father, be about them as a wall of fire. Let their har- let no harm, no evil come near them. And then the next prayer that I prayed is, Lord, direct them to me. Direct me to them and them to me. Don't let me miss it. I love that prayer. Lord, don't let me miss it. I pray that prayer often in many different areas. Lord, don't let me miss it. Father, guide and direct me. And then the next prayer that I prayed, number four, is, uh, Lord, work in me to make me the husband that I'm supposed to be. Many people spend their time to praying about their spouse, Lord, and it's good to pray for your spouse, but Lord, change them, they've got this attitude, change them, they got this attitude. Lord, do the work in me that I need to be the husband, and then Lord, do the work in them that they need to be my wife. Lord, make us, uh, change us into the image of Jesus. I realize out of everything that I thought I needed in a wife and a spouse, the most important thing is the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I decided the, the, especially as for for guys, as the head of the home, that everything started with me and that I had to set the example. I'm not waiting for my wife to do something before I do the right thing. I'm not saying, Hey, if she does this, I'll do that. I'm saying I have my part. Ultimately, the picture that I had in my head was I'll answer one day for God's calling on my life. And, and I'm married now. So this is part of what he's graced me for. And I believe I'll answer for my marriage. So I want it to be that when I stand before the Lord, that he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant, as far as my marriage goes. That it wasn't like, oh, you you loved her conditionally. If she, was, if she was affectionate to you, you were affectionate back. If she withheld affection, you withheld affection. There's your side to the relationship. And so when you're married, it's you give love, regardless of if they give love back, you give love. Now it's natural that in a good marriage, both people are going to give love, but the, the amount of love that you give is not based on what they do. Love is laying down your life. It's putting them first. And so it's a decision. Lord, do the work in me that I need. That I need. And then the prayer that I prayed was, um, after Lord, protect them, Lord, keep them, was, was, for me, this was just me. I said, Lord, don't let me meet them if I'm too immature and I'll hurt them. This isn't something maybe you need to pray, but some of you out there, some of you may just be a little too young to get married and you may be in too much of a rush. So the best thing you can do is when it comes to this is the prayer of consecration. Lord, I want the right one and on your terms, not on my terms. Lord, I may I may think it's now when I'm 21, but it may be when I'm 28. Lord, if it's better that I wait, I want to wait because I'm not trying to force my will. I'm tr- I want your will for my life. And so you pray that, Lord, you said he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Lord, I'm not I'm 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 seeking you first and I'm believing that you'll bring this wife for me and that you'll point her out for me. And when that time comes, I'll know who she is and I'll know exactly what to do. And so those are the prayers that I pray to. It was a decision in my heart. First of all, I, I can only, and it's something I learned in sales, but I can only do what God has told me to do. I can do my part. I believe for everything in life, there's my part and, and that's what I'm responsible for. I'm going to answer for my part. And so for me, when I was dating, this was my idea in dating. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna date like the Lord Jesus Christ is giving me a report card at the end of my dating, and so I wanted to be able to stand in a, on my wedding day before the Lord Himself and say, Lord, I dated the way I, I believe You would have wanted me to date. I kept good boundaries. I was clear about those boundaries. Lord, I wasn't, I wasn't dating my wife and then texting another girl, right? Um, things like that. Even before I started dating and this is what I want to wrap up with some practical things to do while you're waiting for your spouse is be the spouse that God has called you to be now. You know, it doesn't, things don't just change overnight. You don't wait to get married to start acting like a husband or acting like a wife. Begin to implement those things now. When you look ahead, what is it that you want in a wife? What is it that you want in a husband? Those things that you're looking for. Start to have characteristics that match that. If you want a wife who's clean, you need to be clean as well. If you want a wife who's who's on time, you need to be on time as well. If you say, man, I want a wife who worships and prays, and I want a wife who reads the word every day. If you're not doing those things, you can't expect to for God to put you with someone who's of a much higher caliber than you are. Like, step up, be the person now. If you can't bring in daily disciplines of making your bed, of doing these things, things don't just change. Oh, when I'm engaged, when I'm married, I'll have the motivation. That's not how it works. Those motivations—you see so many people who are in the gym, in the gym, in the gym—and then the moment they get married, their gym membership disappears all of a sudden. But it's because they didn't have the right motivation. They were doing it for one thing. Where when where God wants to make it that you're a, you're a person who doesn't fluctuate, that you're you can be counted on every step of the way. And so while you wait for your spouse. Besides the things that you pray, Lord, protect them. Lord, keep them. Lord, guide their steps to me. Lord, direct them to me. Lord, don't let me miss it. Father, burn in me and do the work in me that you that, that, uh, that you need to do for me to be the husband or the wife that you've called me to be. And then while you're waiting, begin to put those things into practice. I believe that there are specific things the Lord will begin to show you. Hey, become more disciplined in this area. Hey, even read books on marriage. Prepare yourself Uh, naturally, there's good books that you can read that'll give you a good expectation for what marriage is like. Marriage isn't so you don't have to be lonely. You should not be lonely by yourself. You, You have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. Loneliness is not for Christians. That's not nor it's not normal to be lonely as a as a child of God. And if you have been, say Lord, I want you to I want you to take away my loneliness. Marriage isn't two people, two half people coming in and making one complete person. It's two whole people coming in to link arms. It isn't oh you complete me. No, you're complete by yourself. You're complete with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Colossians, you are complete in Him. Colossians two or three, you're complete in Him. But you go into marriage, why? To have a purpose. And then I would say uh, one of the biggest factors is be about your father's business now. Whatever God has called you to do, aim yourself in that direction. Almost take marriage out of the equation and be like, if I wasn't thinking about marriage, what would I be aiming to do right now? Now, if the Lord has you in a place, I know Krista had an opportunity to go into ministry and to be in a different state doing ministry, and she felt to stay because she felt like the Lord was going to bring somebody. If the Lord directs you, ultimately you follow the Holy Ghost. But, But be a person who's about what God has called them to do, especially for men. Men, what has God called you to do? You have to know. If you don't know what God has called you to do, you need to take time. You need to pray and fast and say, Lord, I'm fasting for three days. I'm fasting for five days. And Lord, by the end of this five days, I'm going to know exactly what you've called me to do. And spend that time. The Lord wants you to know what he's called you to do. And as you do that, you'll see when when you know where you're headed. I've known since I was young, I'm going to preach the gospel. This will be a life where we travel and we preach the gospel. And this is what we lay our lives down for, to preach the gospel, to keep our hearts pure, to pour out. And yes, there'll be attack. Yes, there'll be persecution. But this is why we're alive. And so I've married someone who's heading in the same direction. If you don't know your calling, how can you know who you're looking for? How You could be trying to find somebody who's a—you could be okay with a veterinarian who has no interest in doing ministry— But you could be called to ministry. Like if you, you have to be willing to look at that and say, man, if I'm called to ministry and she feels called to do something else, what am I doing? I'm going to choose this person and then not answer God's call for my life. This is his call. So these are the things that matter. Ultimately, compatibility in the kingdom of God isn't, do we like long walks on the beach? We both like camping and we love Taco Tuesday. I mean, Taco Tuesday, we got so much in common, you know, for both of us, Iron Man is our favorite superhero in the Marvel universe. You know whatever. This stuff that people look at and like I need things in common. No, you have the kingdom of God. Is is she a Holy Ghost person? As, as Holy Ghost people, you're not going to marry someone who's not a Holy Ghost person. I don't care if they're Christian. If if you're a speaking in tongues, rolling around on the floor, Holy Ghost person, you're not going to marry someone who doesn't speak in tongues, who doesn't believe in healing. It's not going to happen. That's unequally yoked with unbelievers. They may be a believer in Jesus Christ, but they're not a believer in the full gospel. You're not going to newsflash. You're not going to go to Starbucks and find your spouse. It's not going to happen. You're going to go to most likely, church where you go to church and find your spouse. You're going to go to Bible school. You're going to go to somewhere. You're going to be. You're going to go somewhere with like-minded people. It isn't we both like cats. It's we both pray for the sick. We both cast out devils. We both win souls. These are the things that matter. The common ground of the kingdom of God. So while you wait, pray the right prayers. Spend time praying for them. Lord, bring them. Direct their steps to me in your timing. Lord, not in my timing, in your timing, direct their steps. And then become the person, become that husband, become that spouse, become that wife. Start to, if you if you don't cook, women, if you don't cook, you need to know how to cook for your husband. Learn how to cook. The internet, you can get on YouTube and within one week, be a much better cook than you are now. Within a week. You don't have to know how to cook anything, everything. But you do know how to have to know how to cook some things fairly well, like Scrambling eggs. You know you don't turn eggs on high when you scramble eggs. You should never put a pan on high unless you're boiling water. Did you know that? Eggs are not cooked on high. They're cooked on medium at the most, slow. And you don't scramble them. You don't stir all the whole time. You just fold them. You, you barely move them. They come out light and fluffy and delicious. Learn this stuff. Your husband will be grateful that he doesn't have to eat t- uh, Taco Bell every night. Eat out every night. It gets old. Learn how to cook. The directions are on the box. Get decent at doing it. Learn how to... (laughs) I'm going to get some hate mail for this. Learn. Learn. If I can learn, learn. Figure it out. Learn how to make cookies from scratch that don't come out of a tube. Learn. It's not difficult. Figure it out. If you, can, if you can make bread at home, it's not as hard as you think. If you can make bread at home, you put yourself ahead. Of, you make yourself more eligible than 95% of, of women out there. Guys, if you know how to do things, either if you make good money, you put yourself ahead. But if, you, if you're skilled, if you're talented, if you're respectable, if you open the door, if you treat people well, if you speak clearly, you put yourself ahead of people. You make yourself more eligible. Like, t- stop. If you dress nicely, if you sh- if you shave, if you smell nice. Women like sm- nice smelling things. That's how it works. Make yourself more eligible. It's not all the spiritual. You should shower every day. And if your deodorant's not working, wear two at the same time. It's better. All right. I'm going to end there. I like you guys. All of you are fantastic people. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.